The reading this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you, have, whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words you gave me, gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from, came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf, and I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. May the Lord bless this reading of his word. Our text this morning kind of gets a little hard to follow in there between all of the us and them and them and me and me and you and you and them and the glory this and glory that and glory this and glory that. This is, uh, the, this is actually the final verses of uh, Jesus' last prayer before he is taken into custody and executed by the Roman state. And this prayer has gone on since chapter 14, and it's, uh, it's referred to in technical language as the final discourse. And it's a common thing in ancient writings to when someone uh, special like Jesus is about to depart this world, that they, they, they offer some final closing comments. So Jesus' final discourse, and this, uh, another technical identification here is it's often called a priestly prayer, that is the imparting of priestly wisdom and commissioning on the part of Jesus on to his disciples. And here we, we get to the final few verses of Jesus' prayer. And his prayer is... Uh, first he makes the case that I have, I have finished everything. I'm done. I have done everything you have brought me here to do, God. I am finished. And now glorify me. Which is, which is kind of, uh, uh, is a bit of a contrast, it's a bit of a, a, a paradox that he's asking uh, God to glorify him because a few chapters later Jesus is hanging on a cross. Not really glorified, but humiliated. And so this is, this is a case where what, we, what the world sees as humiliation, God sees as Jesus' moment of glory. But Jesus asked this, and I got, I got a little hung up on this word, 
uh, doxa, which is that we just sang the doxology, that is the glorification song that we sing about God. The, the word in Greek is doxa, uh, which has a, a lot of different meaning when we talk about glorifying, uh, when Jesus talks about glory, talks about God glorifying Jesus so that Jesus can glorify God. And this word, and it's, it, it can mean uh, one, uh, it can mean having a good reputation. Someone is glorified before everybody has a good reputation. It can mean, uh, it, can, it can have a connotation of light and brightness. In other words, glory is an illumination. In the Old Testament, uh, the, the, the Septuagint uses the word doxa for the Hebrew word uh, kebad, which means glory, the glory of God, which uh, there's another Hebrew word kind of like that, which is shekinah, which is the, the light of God shining. So the glory of God is this, is this presence, the spiritual presence of God in the world. And Jesus asks for glory so that God might be glorified in him. And that he might glorify the Father. And that all who follow him might also glorify God and be glorified in the Son. And like I say, it gets a little convoluted. It's interesting, this word glory. We don't really use it that often. Maybe things can be glorious in, our, in our, these stained glass windows. We can refer to as glorious, meaning a certain amount of, of beauty. And you know, the, the American flag's nickname is Old Glory, right? We've heard, you've heard that, Old Glory. Uh, well, that's actually, originally, that's, that's a specific flag. It's, not, it's a nickname for the Stars and Stripes in general, but it was a very specific flag that flew from the mast of uh, Captain William Driver's ships. And he, he was in several ships and he brought this flag with him all the time. And he was the one who first called it Old Glory. He went into the, he, he's quoted as saying this, this flag has been honored everywhere I went, all over the world. Why shouldn't I call it Old Glory? And he, when he retired, in 1832, he wrapped up that flag and took it with him, and he moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and he would fly it on special days. And it was a giant flag, so he had to make a special pull for it, and he flew Old Glory on special days. And what distinguishes it from regular American flags is he sewed a little anchor in the corner of the blue, field of blue uh, to honor his nautical years. but. Uh, so Old Glory flew in Tennessee, and he, when the, when the Civil War broke out, uh, Captain Driver, being a Unionist, took Old Glory, and he, with the help of a neighbor lady, had it sewn into a quilt to hide it from the Confederate soldiers, who came looking for it. They all knew about it. They, his home was searched over and over again because they came looking for that flag because it had so much symbolism involved in it and I'm sure they were going to burn it or rip it up or do something with it to, to promote the cause of the confederation 
and he hid it in a quilt, and they never found it. And in uh, 1862, when the Union soldiers came marching into, te- into Nashville, Tennessee, he went up, he saw the American flag and the Ohio 7th Calvary's flag go up uh, in the Capitol building, and he went up to the, he's old by this point, and he went up to the Capitol building and presented it to the general and said, I have protected this flag through thick and thin. People have come searching for it, and I have held on to it, and I expect to see it flying from the Capitol tomorrow. <laughs> and sure enough, they, they hoisted it up, and the Ohio 7th uh, adopted the, the uh, motto of Old Glory and, and kept it after that. What I, what I observe here is that the flag was made of canvas and had stars and stripes in it, but it really symbolized so much more. And for Captain Driver, it was about unity. It was about keeping everyone together and holding on to that oneness that he fought for as a, as a sailor and continued to pray for as a civilian uh, even as things conspired, war conspired to tear apart a country. And he said, no, this flag represents one people, one nation, old glory. And Jesus kind of tells us the same thing in this story today. Jesus says, when I... when." People look at me, I want them to see the glory of God. And when people follow me, I want people to see the glory of God in those people. And how will they see the glory of God? How will they know that these are my people? They will know these are my people because they are one. The last thing Jesus prays in chapter 17 here, before he gets taken off and crucified, is now God, make them one. He's talking about you and me. Make them one even as you and I are one. What Jesus wanted more than anything for his glory to do is to keep us together. Amen? To make us one, one people, that God's glory might shine in us. When the rest of the world is tearing itself apart, and for the early Jehonian community, the people, the community to which this gospel was written, the, the people who resonated with John, and for whom these words were, were commissioned, their world was falling apart. Their community was being torn apart. They lived in a time when, when all hell was breaking loose around them. Rome was falling apart. The Jewish uh, world was falling apart. And Christians and Jews hated each other. And, and it turned into this real ugly time. And what, what John, the author of John, wanted to say, wanted to... Dr- pull out of Jesus' sayings is Jesus wants us to be one. And that is His glory. Amen? And it's, it is what shines out from us in contrast to this ugly, broken, beat-up world around us that, that seems to revel in its division and divisiveness. 
as the world tears itself apart, Jesus begs us to be one. And you know, when Jesus talks about glory, He talks about it being something beyond Himself. Glorify me so that I may glorify God. And that's and when Captain Driver talked about his flag, it had nothing to do with the flag. It had to do something had to do with something beyond the symbolism of that to the oneness of a nation. And I guess I wonder what there's glory that can represent a lot of different things. A lot of people right now glorify themselves for their own sake and for their own advancement. Uh, there's a lot of places out there that get glorified and for what? But it was Jesus' prayer that our glory, that our oneness that Jesus prayed for, and the light that shines out of this community point towards something bigger than ourselves. Eternity. To the God who is the master of that eternity. The God of love and compassion. The God whom Jesus glorified and lifted up. Lived for and died for. My prayer today that, that when we shine, and we do shine, you all, you all glow with the Spirit of God. It's my prayer that as we let ourselves be glorified by Christ, that that glory would point to something bigger. That glory would point to God. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, as we think on Your glory and how that shines in this world and that truly light only comes from you light that illuminates light that glorifies light that draws us to each other we pray god that we would indeed allow your spirit to draw us together may the love you have shown us and our love for you transcend all of those things that tear us apart and may we indeed be one. The glory of your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen.